You're listening to Shade, the podcast where I chat to a wide community of creatives across disciplines, photographers, painters, writers, filmmakers, and even policy makers, working within the media and beyond, who have all challenged the concepts of race and identity within their work. I'm Lou Mensah, writer and photographer, and I've always wondered why people create the work that they do. This week, I chat with Stephen Riley, curator of the website mixedracestudies.org, where he shares a scholarly perspective on the mixed race experience. I'm in my 10th year right now. I started in 2009, and I I started the website because I had a a, sort of an interest in the topic of of multiraciality. And that came about... I would have to say, with the uh, election of Barack Obama as president, of course, um, he identifies as black, but his mixed race ancestry was um, was was sort of interesting, and um, mm. so um, I was influenced really by a, a, a podcast that's no longer around called Mixed Chicks Chat, mm-hmm. and it was a podcast um, that you could sort of. Uh, visitors could sort of get in and chat online and then they would have various hosts and that was created by uh, Fanchon Cox and Heidi DeRoe who's mm-hmm. an author and Fanchon Cox is a producer and actress and uh, I was really fascinated in the topic I learned a lot from them uh, they had an audio um, resource that was available to people every week and of course they had the archive but I, I wanted to do something that was more um, more text-based, mm. you know, resources and links to the internet. So I couldn't find one, so I created one. And I, and I started with an academic focus because mm-hmm. I wanted to move away from the pop media sort mm. of uh, uh, attention-grabbing fascination mm-hmm. with mixed race and sort of look at the, the history and, and fact. Mm-hmm. And, 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 remind people that so-called mixing, or as I like to call it, family formation across Mm -hmm. racialized boundaries, Mm -hmm. because race is a social construct, Mm -hmm. it's not biological. Mm -hmm. And um, I I wanted to do that. So I I first, I thought that um, people might laugh and ignore (laughs) it because I'm not an academic. I work in um, information technology. Um, Uh I'm also, not mixed race. I'm a black man married to a white woman in the mm-hmm. Washington area. And that, that sort of also um, influenced my interest in that. Yeah. And um, before I knew it, there were people, um, I, you know, I thought my, my audience would be at first people in the ordinary public, but it turns out that a lot of the people who follow my site are um, academia. Right. And I was a little shocked. And um, a few, you know, I think within, with even before a year, someone came to my site, a person who has been very instrumental in helping me get off the board is a professor named Reiner Spencer at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. um, who's, who sort of really, you know, inspired me and sort of influenced me. Another one was uh, G. Reginald Daniel, another sociology professor at University of California, Santa Barbara. And um, I really, really was interested in the topic. I was really interested in meeting, for example, Dr. Spencer. And he said, you know, one day um, 
back in, I think, 2011, 2010, he came into Washington, D.C., and he said, um, I said, well, let's meet for coffee before your event. And mm. he turned to me and he said, well, I'm too busy. You know, I, I try to save money by coming in and flying out the same day. Mm. Why don't you meet me the day of the conference? Or, in fact, why don't you present at my <laughs> presentation? I, you know, I, my presentation was simply about my site and what inspired me to do the site. But mm -hmm. That was that was the beginning, and since then I've been um, at multiple conferences and I've delivered at each and every of the so uh, of the critical mixed race studies conference and you know and now at this point my website gets about I want to say three um, three thousand visitors a day, right. and something like I'm going to say yeah about yeah three thousand visitors a day. What a major success. You, could you, you couldn't have predicted this at the beginning, you know? No, no. And I get maybe 2 million hits a month. So this is, it's incredible. And I've gotten just, uh, there's a woman I'm sure you know named Emma DeBerry. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I've actually reached, she reached out to me or we somehow we reached out to each other and she said um, her, when she did her work on, on mixed race, she said I was the most instrumental site in her work, you know, she used that. So I was, I just didn't know. And it was fascinating. I'm really interested um, to hear that when you talk at conferences or when you're interviewed, um, there must be a set of key questions or points of interest that people really want to know that's come from your 10 years of work in this area. Um, do any of those come to mind at the moment, what, what people are really interested in um, with regards to your to your research and your work, uh, certainly there is um, the the history of mixed mm -hmm. race, certainly in the Americas, and people are surprised to know about um, mixed race families mm. from the early 17th century. You know, people who lived freely um, mm -hmm. before slavery sort of took a foothold in in places like Virginia and Maryland. Um, people are surprised about that. They think um, some people think mixed race is sort of a, a relatively new thing. And in fact, it is not. Um, mm. And um, and I, I point to a, a fairly recent book about Jamaica um, mm. by a guy named Daniel Livesey, And he talks about how slave traders in Jamaica, you know, way back in the 17th century, what um, send some of their mixed race children, particularly their boys, mm. back to the metropole or the UK mm. and um, have them raised there. So uh, another thing that another issue and a side note, I, I like to preface the fact that, um, you know, over the, the, the centuries, I mean, over the last centuries, scientists, anthropologists mm. um, have realized that that race was socially created. Yes. And particularly had to be created during, mm -hmm. you know, 400 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we're pretty much in that anniversary, that 400th century anniversary, fourth century anniversary, I should say, mm -hmm. um, of the creation of, of slavery in, mm -hmm. in um, North America. Yes. And they had to create a distinction between who could be enslaved and who could not be enslaved. Yes. So all these things got created. So we have yes. to realize that there, there is no, you know, that that race is problematic mm, uh, yeah. another another topic that's often uh, gets discussed within the context of mixed race 
is is the um, relationship to whiteness. You mm -hmm. know, white whiteness is often not spoken about um, when it, when we talk about mixed race, and especially when people who are quote unquote mixed with a non-white you know yes. mixture, mm -hmm. and um, as if they don't count in some instances, mm -hmm. and also. There are interesting dynamics for people who are mixed white and Asian, you know, yes. whether or not they would sort of assimilate into whiteness. You know, yes. at some point, 150 years ago in America, people who were Irish or Italian were not necessarily considered white. Yes, absolutely. And, and that sort of changed all, over time. Mm. And um, so those those kind of dynamics are are, are there. And of course, uh, a big one here, I, I joined uh, a couple of Facebook groups and a, a lot of contention around the discussion of of the freedom to identify, who identify, who's seen as what, particularly for people who are black-white mixtures. Absolutely. So a whole lot of debate over, um, you know, Barack Obama's identity or, or mm. you know, if he was wrong for identifying as black or, or mm. what. And of course, now mm. with the the um, you know we're going to head into the Democratic primaries. Mm. Um, uh, Kamala Harris, yes. Senator <laughs> California, is in yes. there, yes. and uh, she has tried to be as coy as possible mm -hmm. by, by identifying as American. Yes. But it seems, from most people's perspective, is that she identifies as African American. She was interviewed, and it was um, you know it was a politically based interview, but actually the interviewer was just absolutely focused on uh, on her identity <laughs> and how she self identified, uh, and she said, you know. I, I'm, I'm a proud black woman. I've been raised as a black woman. I'm African American, um, and there was no mention of of uh, there was no question. There was no moving out of that self description, and I just found that very interesting. Yeah, and, and I think also what people don't often understand. I think um, if you look at some of the early, um, really recent. Uh, scholars of uh, multiracial identity and and multiracial identity covers many facets of, of uh, academic discipline, but particularly you know sociology obviously, but yes. another big one is psychology. Yes. And a, a very prominent psychologist was Maria P. P. Root, who sort of came up with her sort of what she called mixed race uh, bill of rights for people, you know, bill of rights for people of mixed heritage, mm -hmm. and one of them was to have the right to identify any way they want within mm -hmm. any different with any within any different context. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we, we often forget that um, Kamala Harris, that uh, identif identification as an African American woman, might mm -hmm. change with her college classmates, might change mm -hmm. with her neighbors. Mm -hmm. She might have a more maybe Indian identity. Mm -hmm. So. She is running for public office, and mm -hmm. she's a political candidate, mm -hmm. and she gets a lot more political capital from African Americans because they simply outnumber people who are Indian American in the United yes. States. Yeah, yeah. So she's making a, I would say, shrewd, just shrewd political decision, just mm -hmm. like President Obama did mm -hmm. when he mm -hmm. ran. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe at some point when he writes his memoirs and when she writes her memoirs, we'll we'll get a different facet of her mm -hmm. identity. 
who knows her identity at the moment seems to be questioned more um than uh maybe i'm wrong in thinking this but more than obama's was yes yes and, and of course well, obama was a wasn't um an activist in chicago where he mm. sort of developed his um shall we say credentials as Absolutely. a black activist so it was a little different than Kamala Harris, mm. who, you know, who developed her credentials as a prosecutor and putting mm. people into jail mm-hmm. and controversially putting people into jail. So we'll, yes. we'll have to see how that develops. It's Black History Month in the States yes. at the moment. So you are, you're halfway through Black History Month now. Yes. I, did, I did read a mention uh, just now, so this must be just appearing in the news, something to do with Colin Kaepernick. Um, yes. What was the um, latest with him? He was the with latest, uh, latest news was in the state of Wyoming, the, mm. uh, the Republican Party mm. um, forced the Democratic Party to remove his name to mm. vote on a, 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 on a resolution commemorating Black History Month. They had to remove his name. Yeah. So um, this is pretty ugly, I think, definitely. Uh, yeah, he's absolutely. very obviously a very controversial figure. Mm-hmm. He is someone, of course, of mixed parentage yes. who fully identifies as as black. And, absolutely. Uh, and, I, and in in that context, I just want to touch on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. When it comes to political activism, mm-hmm. you know, for for a social justice, mm-hmm. um, there really isn't um, a lot of I want to say a lot of history mm. of people who are mixed mm. or, or identified clearly as mixed fighting mm. for those things. Not that people didn't exist mm. by any means, mm. but if you're looking back for, you know, a historical context, there's, you know, there's black history, there's Latino history, there's mm. Asian Americans fighting mm. for social justice, mm. uh, not so much mixed. And mm. I think there was a real hope with the the ascension of Barack Obama to the presidency that mm. that might change. Yes. But obviously, but during his administration, mm. and of course now in the last two years, that has not been the case. Yes, absolutely. You know? And the and the idea somehow that we become post-racial, um, mm. just not even not even close. Mm. So I think you're seeing a lot of a regression, a lot of people you know, who are still identifying as mixed and still proudly, but mm. still holding on to the idea that when it comes to activism, you know, it, it, it pays to be, to identify as black if you want to get some social justice. It pays to look back at, you know, social justice figures like Martin Luther King, like mm. anyone, and so many people, including Malcolm X, who had known white ancestry, mm. you know, comes in the play. Mm. And and, and a, a, another um, point of contention too is that um, people who are African American, by and large, are people who are descended from who have European descendants. Yes. So in many yes. ways, mm. to be African American in the United States is to be mixed if you want to hold on to those racial labels. Yes. Know. Yeah, absolutely. There isn't a person there. You know, my my last name, Riley, you know, mm. clearly came from uh, yes. a slave master. But in, mm. in in that process, there were also, you know, 
um, relationships that were formed over the centuries that were um, consensual and non-consensual, you know, yes. that, that formed and, and people were, children were born and, and that's how we have um, African-Americans. Yeah, absolutely. And, and people tend to forget that. People think that sort of mixed race people were born and they disappear and they come up again, they pop up again. Yes. And that doesn't happen. And, that, and that's really part of the, the problem within the discussion of mixed race because, you, you know, for, for a, a real good example, people have fought vigorously over, you know, the identity of Barack Obama. But mm. then when they discovered that Michelle Obama herself had a European ancestor, then no one's fighting to have her identify as mixed. And even Obama's children, you know, clearly yes. they have a, a white grandmother. So, yes. you know, that that's the part of the, the endless problem with race. Mm. I don't know. I don't know whether this is a personal thought, but I'm still trying to understand the the context in which in 2019, it's still very difficult for people to talk about perhaps just uh, where their parents are from, you know, and I'm hoping, mm. I'm hoping that things are going to get better. You've been doing this for 10 years, you know, and yes. my, my, da my daughter was born in the year that your, that your website started. And I think, mm -hmm. gosh, so what changed, what has changed in those 10 years? And perhaps what do we perceive that the changes, hopefully positive might be for the next 10 years or so in terms of these discussions moving forward? Um, I think what has to change, I mean, I think right now there are many, many discussions about mixed race, and yeah. I should give a, a, a mention to the Critical Mixed Race Studies Association, and okay. they've been discussing uh, the mixed race, having conferences, I believe, 2007, and had their first conference in 2010. Yeah. So. I, I think that um, the future for discussing mixed race is very positive. Um, but I think this current political climate that we're in has sort of dampened that.